Hello everyone, how are you? It's Pastor Rod Plummer here from Tokyo, Japan. I'm going to do a series on the nine spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit. I believe in the supernatural. I became a Christian 42 years ago, and at that time, I experienced God's love, God's power. I was changed. It was the most amazing moment, and I still remember it like it was right now. You see, I believe that we are in a supernatural world as well as a very physical world. Um, I believe if you are a seeker after God or you love God, then you understand that. You are you understand there's a spiritual world and there's values. And we're going to talk about uh, four things today as an introduction. The four things I'm going to talk about is that we're living in a supernatural world. Number two, that every religion or every spiritual activity has impa- impact into our lives or out of our lives. Number three, we've all got a spiritual gift from God, at least in potential form. And number four, we've got to basically use it or lose it. We've got to realize that we're in this world to to make a difference, to help and minister and love, and these spiritual gifts are going to help us. Are you ready? We're going to go on a little study of 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1 to 11. And today, these four things I'm just going to introduce. you ready? Number one, we live in a supernatural world. I'm going to read verse 1, 1 Corinthians 12, 1. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be uninformed. What it starts out by saying is, brothers and sisters, boys and girls, men and women, people in the church of Corinth, I want you to get it about supernatural things. Now the word gifts appears in this sentence, but not in the original Greek. It just says, now about spirituals, now about the supernatural, I want you to understand. I don't want you to be uninformed or without knowledge, agnostic. I don't want you to miss out. I don't want you to, to not get it. I want you to get it. There's a spiritual world. It affects you. It's real. And the Holy Spirit is, is here. He is in our lives. He has changed us. He is in us and he gives us gifts. And what's the purpose of these gifts? Well, we're going to discover it's for us to use and to bless the world around us, right? But let me talk to you about my life. When I was a little boy, about eight, my, my dad left our home and uh, he, I didn't see much of my dad for many, many, uh, a, lot of, a lot of times, a lot of years. And, um, but in my house, for some reason, my mother and my sisters, two older sisters, had all these books on the supernatural. Um, there's just tens and tens of books on astrology, astronomy, um, on um, tarot cards, on whatever it is. It's just, it was just, honestly, it was just bookcases full of this stuff. And as a little boy, I started reading that stuff and it really, it really got into my, my life. And it sounds strange from a young age. I had an understanding that there was something there. I also believed in God. I believed in that there was a God. I, um, I didn't know God, but I, I just sort of believed. And through my teenage years, I got more and more involved in the bad stuff and um, read a lot of other stuff and got involved in stuff. And by the time I was 18, I was really screwed up. I was messed up. I was thinking about, uh, I was depressed. I was thinking about a little bit about suicide every day. I would not have committed suicide because I, I was really scared of the afterlife, heaven and hell, what is there, what's happening. And so I was obviously a seeker a seeker um, for truth. And when I was 19, I had become a fireman. 
I enjoyed my job uh, a lot and had some dangerous circumstances. Um, but one night there was a big factory fire in Sydney and there was explosions and I was kept safe by a mystery power, <laughs> a mystery power. Uh, and I looked up at heaven that night and I knew something supernatural had happened that where I had run across a road away from the fire um, was full of debris and yet I was not touched by any of the debris from the explosion. And I looked up to heaven and said, uh, who are you? And it sent me on a, a search for the great protector. Now, these terms, I know are not Christian terms, but I wasn't a Christian. I was a spiritual seeker. Back then they called it new age, but I don't think that's a great term. I think it's just a spiritual seeker. Um, someone who believes in the supernatural, is interested, is drawn. Um, and you know, some people who don't even believe in the supernatural, that can change in a moment when they're there's something they can't understand, some intervention, some protection, some blessing, some coincidence. Something sparks people into the sense that there's something more than this physical world. Um, and so as a fireman, now a seeker at 19, I started to read the Bible. And as I read the Bible, I loved the Bible. I read the um, book of Mark, all about Jesus. And the more I met it, read about in Jesus, the more I liked Jesus, then I really liked Jesus. And then I started praying to Jesus as a non-Christian, like, are you there? Can you help me? Um, as a seeker, it was six months after that fire, I went to church and I opened my heart and I said, Jesus, come into my life. And instantly the darkness in me left me in one second, in less than a second, a microsecond, and the love of God poured on my life and I felt forgiven and I felt loved and I felt grace and I felt Jesus and I felt the Holy Spirit and I just knew that I knew the God who had protected me and the God who had created me and I was immediately birthed into an experience with the Holy Spirit. Now, I believe we've got to learn the Word of God, we've got to experience what God says and Everything of our experience has to line up with God's word. Um, I believe that's our safety tracks, our train tracks with the supernatural is God's word. We can't go into all the stuff I was into with astrology and all the star signs and the, the signs in our hands and our head and all that stuff. No, no, that's limiting. That's limiters. I believe we take that off and we say God is the supernatural God who is around us and who loves us through Jesus Christ, who supernaturally was raised from the dead. See, I believe in a supernatural Jesus. I believe in a supernatural life, and I believe in a supernatural blessing, and I believe for you, God loves you and has a great plan for your life. So verse 1, let me read it again. Now about the, the spiritual stuff, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be uninformed. I don't want you to stay ignorant. Um, and, and what Paul is saying is, come on, understand the spiritual world is real. Now, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit, talks about angels, talks about our human spirit, which is like our insides. It's a package, our soul and spirit here, whatever, whatever that means. The inside of me, um, I don't mean my organs, I mean my 
my emotions, heart, soul, desires, memories, that part um, is supernatural. And the Bible says that doesn't die. When I die, I go to go to be in heaven. I believe all that. And it brings me great comfort and great strength. Um, and Paul's saying here, I want you to understand this, the supernatural, this, the, the things of the spirit. Okay, you ready? We're going to go on to fact number two, because in verse two and three, Paul then says, hey, you need to know this is real. This supernatural stuff, even the bad stuff is real. The good stuff is real with the Holy Spirit. There's also a bad side, the, the demonic or the the um, the area that might lead us astray or whatever it is. And let me read verse two and three from the International Children's Bible, which is a simple English Bible. It says, you remember the lives you lived before you were believers. You continually let yourself be influenced and led away to uh, idols, it says, images, something else, things that have no life or things that have no voice. You're you're, you're led away to other things, verse 3. So I tell you that no one who is speaking with the help of God's spirit says, Jesus be accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except without the help of the Holy Spirit. It, it, it's a strange scripture, but it's it, Paul is writing to people who came out of a, a dark spiritual background. And he's basically saying you there was a time that you continually were led to all sorts of things, similar to me in my teenage years being led to astrology and um, all sorts of ologies, <laughs> all sorts of uh, other stuff and other experiences. You, you used to be in that but but now but now you've got it and 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 you're saying Jesus is Lord with the help of the Holy Spirit that's me when I was 19 I received Jesus and I with the help of the Holy Spirit I said Jesus is my Lord Jesus is my God I believe but he's also saying there that um if you're full of God's spirit you also cannot say anymore Jesus be cursed the word is anathema which is an assault, an, an, an aggressive act towards someone's name. By the Holy Spirit, you can't curse Jesus. You can't swear against Jesus. And if you are, I just want to encourage you to stop it because we don't have to do that anymore. When I became a believer as a fireman, my language was very colorful. I used every language that many other people use. Um but very quickly, I learned I can change the way I speak with God's power. It was the first thing that I noticed change in my life. I wasn't so negative, stopped swearing, and I definitely stopped using the name of Jesus Christ in vain. There was something in me that said, I don't want to do that anymore. And um, no judging on other people, but I believe this is saying something starts to change when we touch the goodness of God's supernatural power, the Holy Spirit starts to bring change. So I want to say this, that the second point that Paul is saying is the spiritual world is real. And as we are touched by the Holy Spirit, it's going to change the way we act. It's going to change the way we speak. And very soon after my salvation, I I had to deal with some stuff. But the first thing was my mouth started to change. And I wanted it to. I didn't want to be so cursing and negative anymore. And and I, I noticed it was it was pretty easy, actually, to change the way I speak about spiritual things and in and, and God. And so that's the second thing that I think Paul is saying here. Number one, don't be ignorant. 
about supernatural things. Number two, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you're going to start saying, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is my Lord. He's my master, my king, the one that saved me. I love him. He's amazing. And you may not all say that all out loud, but in your heart, it's changing. And I think it's a really key factor of some people that are filled with the Spirit is their language changes for the better. In fact, Jesus said this in Matthew 12. He said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. I think it's Matthew 12, 34. I might get that wrong. But anyway, out of the out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so it's going to change. I don't want to gossip so much anymore. I don't want to gossip at all or speak negatively or curse. So there's a change in the by the power of the Holy Spirit. Point number three, I've got four. So point number three is there are nine gifts the Holy Spirit mentions here in a minute, but he's going to give a quick um, summary that we don't have all the gifts. We don't, we don't have all nine gifts of the Spirit. And it's also very clear that the Holy Spirit has selected for us which gift we're going to have. We don't get to select that, and I think it's attached to our our calling, our jobs, our temperament, like like something that we're passionate to do to help people, and the Holy Spirit's going to help us. So I'm going to read here verse 4 to 6, which I summarize as, In life, find a hole and fill it. Find a need and do it. Find something to bless and bless. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Um, we're just going to read this. There are different types of gifts. Now, here's the first time the word gift or charisma, charismata is used. Sometimes people call people like us charismatics. That's where this word is from. It means the, uh, the, 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 the grace gifts, the grace gifts. Let me read it again. There are different types of gifts, but the same spirit. He distributes them. There are different types of service, but the same Lord. There are different types of working, but in all of them and everything, it's the same God at work. So different gifts, one spirit, different thoughts, one mind, one heart, one plan. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are all involved in selecting your gifts, your gifts for your acts of service that you might be blessed. And I love the scripture in um, Psalm 100 verse 2. It's one of my life scriptures. It just says, serve the Lord with gladness. And I've discovered as as we uh, use our gifts that we're passionate about, we get blessed as we bless others. We get blessed because this whole system is from the Holy Spirit. The gifts, discovery, usage, blessing. I feel significant from God that God would choose me and give me gifts and give you gifts to bless other people. So point number three is you don't get to choose your gift, you get to discover your gift. Isn't that amazing? Different gifts, different service, different workings or energies or passions, one God, one spirit, one choice. And this links in with a lot of teaching about how God created us or saw us before he created the world, how God created us to do great things and he's given us the uh, strength to make a difference in this world supernaturally supernaturally. It's just an incredible thing. And number four, the fourth thing about these gifts are they are not a sign of spirituality. You know, I don't, if I have this gift, I can't wear a a badge saying 
that's my ministry. That's what I do. I'm amazing. No, no, no. Um, these are gifts from the Holy Spirit. We didn't do anything to get these gifts. Um, we didn't earn them. We didn't do anything good enough for them. We didn't uh, even seek for them necessarily. We discover them or unveil them uh, as we go on. And I, I just want, want to read this, what I wrote here, that I'm going to read a couple of scriptures, verse 7 and verse 11. These gifts are for everybody. So verse 7, now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. The, the revelation of God in our heart is given for you and the church, you and your connect group, you and your dream team, you and our friends at work, you and your sports team, that, that we can use gifts for the common good. Verse 11, all these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines. The Holy Spirit chooses your gift. How about that? So you have gifts right now. You might say, well, I didn't realize. Yep, this is what the Bible is saying, is that you have been given gifts from God, and um, they're all important. Um, it says further on in 1 Corinthians 12, don't say my gift is better or worse. Or, um, In fact, Paul starts saying if, if you're an eye in the body, don't say to some other part of the body you're not important. Um, you know, Recently I had an injury in my big toe. It was so painful. It's like my big toe saying, I'm here and I'm important. <laughs> so if your gift is, is the big toe, um, the rest of the body needs you to walk on, to, 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 to journey, travel. You're very important. And so the whole thing about giftings is they are received, developed, learnt, um, and blessing. Learning and, and blessing. Wow, how exciting. So um, I'm going to read the, the, nine, the nine gifts and then a, a final thought as I finish today. Here's verse 8 to 10. Here are the nine gifts. So there is given through the Holy Spirit or through the Spirit a message of wisdom, supernatural. Another message of knowledge by the same Spirit, it's supernatural knowledge. Another faith by the same Spirit, supernatural lift in faith. Another gifts of healing by the same Spirit. This is a plural word, gifts. We'll talk about that later. To another, miraculous power or strength. To another, prophecy, speaking forth God's word to another. To another, the distinguishing between spirits or reading the room and, and getting something from God. To another, speaking in different types of tongues. The word is actually languages, and we're going to spend a bit of time on that because that's where most questions come into this strange gift of speaking in tongues and to still another, the interpretation of tongues or the interpretation of languages. Um, and this is about a different type of revelation. So we've got nine gifts here. They all sound a bit strange when you first hear them. But as we go through, we're going to look at Old Testament examples of each one, Jesus examples of each one, maybe some examples from my life as a pastor over many years from each one. And you will say, in your heart, wow, I think I have that gift, or maybe not that one, but I know someone that has that, my husband or wife or child or friend. or It's going to be exciting to discover the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So here are my takeaways from this um, shorter video. 
really important. You have a gift of the Holy Spirit. You have a gift. You, you're living in a supernatural realm. If you know that, life's going to get easier. The word's going to get easier. Um, follow God's ways to use these gifts. But basically, they're mission gifts. They're gifts to bless a hurting world. They're gifts to bless people that need a lift, need an encouragement. And you might say, well, I'm a quiet person. I don't usually do that. But I think you're going to discover there's different ways that God uses these gifts and you will be able to use your gifts to help other people. So um, let me let me read a scripture um, moving to my conclusion. Jeremiah 29.11 is a favorite verse here in Japan. It's It's very simply this. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. This is one of our favorite scriptures because in Japan, people grow up without really understanding um, critical questions of why they're here, what is destiny, etc. And we have the great joy living in Japan of sharing with non-Christians and new Christians that there's a God, he has a plan, you're special, you have gifts from God, you have a plan from God. That's why this scripture is very important to all of us. Let me read it again. God says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. God is not saying, I know the plans you have, Rod. No, no, he's saying, I know the plans I have for you, Rod. You've got to follow my plans because that's where significance and destiny comes from. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, which in Hebrew means to take you quickly along the road, quickly on the journey, further along the journey, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope. That means an expectation of the future. God is with us and a future. I love this scripture, and I think that it's it's in the area of these giftings. So two last points. Here we go. You One, you can't mess with your gifting. You can't exchange your gifting. You can't, you can't ignore your gifting and just waste it. You can do that. But it's still in your life. Um, you must discover your gifting. Um, there's, a, there's a Bible verse in, in Isaiah 49.2 which says, He's made me or polished me like an arrow. And I think it's speaking about um, polishing the gift, discovery, using it, getting it ready, etc. You must discover and polish your gift, use it. Um, and use it at higher and higher levels. But you only get the gifts God gives you. Um, you can't uh, compare on Instagram, gee, I wish I had that gift. doesn't work that way. Discover who you are. That's your unique gift, and God loves you to have it. And my last point is this, use it or lose it. I believe in life we, we only get one chance to follow through God's plan. At the end of our lives as a pastor, I've seen people say, I wish I'd made better decisions, good decisions to follow Jesus and his plan. Well, being a younger person right now, you can make that choice. And even at my age, at 61, if I wasn't following God, I could. Moses turned around at 80 to follow God and do great things. So even if you think I haven't been using it, I don't know about these gifts, use this series as a trigger to pray and say, God, I believe in destiny supernatural plan. Um, I believe you've chosen me for gifts and and some ministry. 
I'm open to discover who I am and who other people are. I don't want to lose it. I want to use it. Are you ready? I'm going to pray. Get ready for this. The gifts, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're one God and you've given us amazing life to live. And I pray we'd understand the supernatural. It's real. And we touch it, it touches us, but we're full of, full of the Holy Spirit. I pray you'd fill us with your Holy Spirit and there'd be a passion to know who we are, what gifts you've given us, and how we're going to bless the world around us. Be on a mission with you to bless us, our family, and our world. In Jesus' name, I believe it. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week.